make sure it's running. All right, Erev Tov, we continue in the Mora Nebuchim, we're at Perak Lamed, which for me and Martin, this edition of this Safer is the last Perak. This was a brand new uh, edition, so we're going to have to go with older editions now. But it served us well. Okay, chapter 30, we've been talking about... Uh, other terms about Hashem, just to recap that yet last week we did Perkhav test. We're doing the ver the word otsev, which means to feel pain. We all said it meant to get angry. And the point that we when it was used and the Rambam used that for Hashem, the focus was on not Hashem getting angry, but on the object of Hashem's emotion, which means mankind. Not that Hashem is upset, but he'd have to punish mankind in a way that's reflective of an emotion that would normally accompany it. That's what it was in the last chapter. So it's going to be the same thing in this chapter. We're going to deal with the word, with the concept of eating. The focus is going to be on the object that is being consumed and not that Hashem eats. As we shall explain. And that's going to be the simple connection. But you'll see in a few more days, we're going to do the overall connection that starts from chapter 29, I believe, till 34, something like that, where you get this whole uh, idea that fits in very nicely. So let us begin. The word is aho, to eat. This first simple meaning of this expression is it's what living creatures take in terms of sustenance good old-fashioned eating and guess what I don't have to make any second to explain this this is so obvious eating is eating now obviously Hashem does not eat so therefore that cannot be one of the meanings which it applies to Hashem but we also see the expression of Achila in Shnei Inyanim, in two concepts. And we'll see it's going to be two, which is really four, as we shall see. One concept is who Avedas Hadovar where the item loses its state of reality as it is being consumed. Klomer, Hefset Surasa. It's losing the form that it has because it is being destroyed. Okay, that's one concept. And the other one is the growth of living beings and their development for which they take sustenance from. When you take sustenance, you're eating... It's not so much the idea of eating, but you are developing from that eating that you're doing. Okay? Which is hasmodas amidosam, which keeps the being um, existing. And all the uh, existing reality and the strength in the body that comes, as we understand, that comes from eating. So the idea of eating now is 
bringing into your system things that keep you going, so to speak. Okay, so now let's see how this will apply these ideas to Hashem. So based on the first concept, we can borrow the term for anything that is consumed and it, it's, it's diminished. And specifically, when something loses its form. So in other words, when something is being consumed or destroyed. And he gives a number of something to explain this. When Hashem talks about the punishments that will happen to the Jewish people, what will happen to them? The lands of your enemies will consume you. Now, they're not eating the people. So what does it mean? It's causing the, the Jews will be consumed. They'll be destroyed. So there's no actual act of eating. They may kill us. They may do all kinds of things, but they don't eat us. We use that expression in the Simon and Enemy should be consumed. Yes, or what the spy said, it's a land that consumes its inhabitants. Yeah, yeah. People were dying there, but the land wasn't eating them. Or other psukim, the Navi Yeshaya, where it says, you will be consumed by the sword. Or Tochal Cherev, same pasuk a little bit later. Or we have... Um, Another example of Vativar Bom Eish Hashem Vatochal Bichseyamachna. We're talking about the complainers. So what happened? A fire burnt upon them from Hashem, and it consumed them at the edge of the camp. Or Hashem is an Eish Ochlo. Hashem is a consuming fire. You can't, you cannot see Hashem. Klomar Yeabed Hamorim. Or Hashem will cause the rebels. To be destroyed both through the power of Hashem. Just like fire causes something to be lost uh, because it is consumed by the fire, Allah. There's a lot of examples of this. So now you could clearly apply this to Hashem, that Hashem, you know, can consume people, meaning he's destroying them and not that he's eating people. And based on this last concept, that something gets uh, nutri nutrients from eating, we could borrow the term of eating in terms of wisdom and learning, which means to nourish and enhance a person, not only physically, but intellectually you can be nourished. We could, you, you've heard the people, what's the word they use? They devour books. I think Howard, you said that about her late wife, Zichrona uh, Levracha. You said she just consumes those books. She just read them like crazy, yeah. right? So that's that's an expression. And specifically, it's talking about intellectual comprehension. Okay? So when you talk about that, that's also because you are nourishing your mind. So that's no difference. Asher Yasmut Bahem is used very often. We try to, to speak about this uh, development of the human stature in many ways that we explain it this way through different types of wisdom, 
which constantly grows within the person, just like a person gets nutrition by constantly eating food. Just like you're eating food, it, it's not the question of eating. It's the fact that your body is getting nu- nutritious. Right? That's what, what that happens through eating. You get nutrients into the body. And therefore, you could eat intelligence and get nutrients into the mind. For example, it says in Yeshaya, Lechu shiru v'acholu. Go and seek out provisions. Okay? And it doesn't mean regular provisions. Or shimu shamo listen to me, ve'ichlu tov, and eat well. Or, as it says in Mishli, achol dvash harbos lo tov. If you eat too much honey, that's no good. Okay? Echol but there seems to be a place in Misha which contradicts it though. Echol vash, go eat my son honey. Kitov because it's good and it's very sweet to your palate. Cain, this. Uh, oh, wait, so it is. So Cain, so is wisdom to your soul. Okay, so clearly here, we're saying wisdom to the soul is like eating honey. Okay, now, Rambam does not deal with this issue, but there clearly is a contradiction going on over here in the words of Mishle. We're saying eating honey, a lot of honey is no good. He says, but eat honey because it's good. Well, that that could be one idea. That could be one idea. I was thinking of that. But when we're talking about wisdom, because he's saying, Cain de'echachmolinavshecha. So if we're talking about wisdom, so what could be bad about wisdom? So we got to answer that some wisdom is good and some wisdom is not good. For example, learning the Maisa Merkava. Not a recommended reading for you. My sabracious, not a recommended reading. So that's how we would have to deal with that contradiction, as we will see shortly as well. Now, very good. So now let's continue. We see that the rabbis in the Gomorrah talk a lot about this and use the same wording. Klomer, Shemachanim, Hachochmo. They nickname chachma with eating. For example, it says ta achula bisra shmena bayrava. There's one of the rabbis over there. Don't remember his name. He was. They were discussing which yeshiva should you go to. There was one rabbi who were going to. Says why are you going to him? It's like a very skimpy meal. So they say you go to rava. You go to rava. It's like you're getting fat meat when you go to rava. So you see they're using, like, because he had lots of pilpul, lots of intellectual stimulation. So they're calling, going to rub is like you're getting fat meat. For Umru, and also, the Gemara says, whenever it talks about eating and drinking in this book, and it's referring to Mishle or Yeshaya, it's only, it is Chochma, but in some editions of the Chazal, it's Torah. It's in reference to Torah. 
V'chein hirbu, and often, korama chachma mayim, they also call chachma water. It says, hoi kol tzomei luchu l'mayim. Whoa, all those who are thirsty, let them come for water. And we know the water is a nickname for Torah. Now, there's this little minor side point over here. Ramam is usually not so particular about such minute details. But we go back to what we just read a couple lines before, when he quotes uh, the Chazal that says, it's Eino Elo Chachma. It's only Chachma. But then he says, but some Nuschol say it's Torah. So it seems, according to Ramah, he preferred the addition of Chachma over Torah. So there's a lot of discussion over there. And the Abarbanel explains that the Rambam, uh, when, he, when he uses these terms, Torah, Chachma, he wants to say, uh, regarding the, this borrowed language over here, and when you do, do things intellectually deep, that's like eating. And really, there's no difference between Torah, the religion, that's given with a Masorah, or philosophy. They're all considered a type of ingestion, so to speak. Okay, that Torah is an intellectual uh, process as well, but but it's something that is decided on. So it's interesting because the Rambam really felt that Chachma is a very important thing, and he believed that there was a lot of true Chachma that you could find by the Goyim. So Chachma really spans beyond Torah. So Torah clearly is Chachma. There's no question about it, it's Chachma. But the Rambam, being a wise person and, and, and understanding there can be Chachma beyond the Torah. Now, of course, a different type of Chachma, no question about it, but he wanted that to be included in what Chachma is. So when you're consuming, you want to consume wisdom, you want to consume proper wisdom, which could be from a secular source, but Torah wisdom, as long as you're learning the right source, that's always a proper source. Okay, now let's continue. Uh, and we see throughout the 24 books of the Tanakh, this expression is used often. Vinigla, and it's revealed to all. Now you're going to see the flip side. Now this flip side is going to be important in a couple more days, a couple more lessons. Because let's think for a minute. If you could be hungry for a meal, you could be hungry for knowledge. You could be consuming a meal. You could be consuming knowledge. What's the opposite of that? Both of them. Excreting. What? Excreting. Vomiting. <laughs> That's not the opposite. That's the opposite. That's not the opposite. That's another stage. You 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 were hung. You 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 consume. What if you don't have any food to eat? Starving. So what are you starving for? For knowledge. Uh, you're starving for nourishment. Starving for knowledge. We're going to see how this is going to all fit in as we talk about Navua now. Mm. We're going to start talking about people consuming knowledge of Hashem and how you could be hungry for knowledge of Hashem. That's all going to fit in to the larger picture very soon. You see, these words will fit in as well. What do you mean you're hungry? Yeah, you had a whole meal. I get to be hungry. But if one of the consumption is destruction, should some be 
not consuming. Well, that's from buildings. there's two sides of the coin. Right. I'm saying should the opposite of that be building somehow? If you're if you're not eating, then you're somehow building. Well, uh, I don't growing, know. I, growing. I'm not sure. Like, what's the opposite of consuming? The first. The first. But consuming, you're building yourself. Consuming up. was destroying. Yeah, but you're destroying that to build yourself, you build yourself up. up. When a net, when when that when your enemy destroys you, why is he destroying you? He wants to take over all your money, all your assets, slaves. So even in battle, when you're consuming the enemy, you're taking the spoils of battle. Right. So you're being depleted. Right. Yeah. And if you're you're let's say I'm hungry, you know they use these expressions. I was a little kid. I used to watch wrestling. Right. I said, I'm hungry for a rematch. Right. <laughs> Hungry for a rematch. I want to. I'm hungry to beat. Haven't beat him up lately. Yeah. So I want to beat the guy up. But you see, yeah, hunger becomes a very important part of this as well. Okay. Um, so let's let's continue. So Nasagam came Loshan Hara of Hatsamos. Now we're going to use expressions of hunger and thirst. When there's a deficiency in wisdom and comprehension. Okay. For example, as he already brought this pasuk, I will bring a hunger to the land. They got the song for that, you know. They're not hungry for bread. They're not thirsty for water. But they're hungry to hear the word of Hashem. Or, we have similarly, My soul thirsts for the living God. You find this in many places. Vitir game Jonas and Benaziel. Ah, and Jonas and Benaziel also gets involved in here. In this Pesach that we know is also was one of the top hit songs in the 60s, if you remember Jewish songs, Jewish songs in the 60s. Remember, that was a famous Israeli song. Anyway, that was a real oldie but goodie. But there's, I'm sure there's more modern versions of that. But what do the words mean? You shall draw water with joy from springs of salvation. Okay, so what does... Uh, what does um, um, this is? This is a, a prophecy about the messianic era. Okay, she says, "Usekablun upun You will receive a new learning with joy. Okay, so mime is obviously learning. Joy is joy, and you will receive the learning with joy. You will like that. So, in other words, you're drawing it, but it's with joy. From the choicest righteousness, or from the choicest uh, yeah, ju- justice that exists, or from the Chachomim who are known for wisdom. So you're going to draw wisdom uh, with Simcha from the biggest Tamid Chachomim. And look how the Rambam says, Vehistakel Perush Mayim. So you have to understand that when he say Mayim, what does it mean? Shuchachma, that's wisdom. So obviously, if you're going to drink water, you're drinking wisdom. Shetakiyah, that will happen these days. Vishaman over there as well. Bimayinei, look how he plays on the words here. 
Mayan, mi mayane, can be also mayane, from the eyes. Now, who are the eyes? We know, Gomorrah says, mayane ha'eda, the eyes of the congregation, that is the Sanhedrin. Those are the 70 elders. The ones that Moshe picked, they're, they're called the Ene or, or Yisro. You'll be eyes for us. Leadership. It's interesting. Mi Mayene from Wellsprings. Maayan is like Mayene from eyes, which is eyes. Leadership is always looked at as lies because eyes, because they could see the future for us. Kloma Harashim, the heads. These are the wise men. You're saying the choices of the wise men. He had said because because this knowledge of Chachma is the greatest form of salvation. Look how the uncle has translated every word. Was talking about learning and Torah and understand this. And you see some explain as well what the Ramam is talking about. He's relaying this to the future Geula. Okay, the, the future Geula will only be when we comprehend Chachma and Tzedek. Okay, and the conditions of life will be that will help us to achieve that intellectual completeness. Right? And that's what, uh, Martin, it's all in this big footnote right on the page there, Tav Kuf Zayim. And that's what the Rambam says at the end of Hilchas Malachim, I believe, right? He says that the rabbis and the prophets did not want the days of Mashiach, not that we should be able to have control over the whole world, not that we should punish the Goyim, and not that we should be higher than all the nations, not to eat, not to drink, and not to be happy, but what? We'll have time to learn Torah and wisdom. And there won't be people who will take us away from that so that we shall merit Olam And in those days, there will not be any hunger. There will not be any war. There will be no jealousy. There will be no people contending with each other. The good will spread over the whole world. All the tasty things will be like the dust of the earth. There'll be nothing to do except to know Hashem alone. Okay, and, and therefore the great rabbis who know everything, the great uh, secrets, they'll be able to understand Hashem much more. Because as the world will be filled with the knowledge of the Shem. Yes, and the Ram of Hilchus Malachim. And the Tzofnas Panech commentary adds to it. He says, based on the Mephorshim, he explains that the Yeshua HaRuchonis, the spiritual uh, salvation, will precede the coming of the Mashiach and will prepare for it. It's all the Tzofnas Panech. And he says, Sanhedrin will come back before the Mashiach comes. And that's what Yeshaya says. I will bring back the judges like in the beginning. The advice like in the beginning. And then it says, you'll call it the ear Hatzedek. So clearly the hearts of people will be all fixed and ready. So this is all referring to that great time of the Mashiach when we're going to have Mamish a repast. Okay, let us go to the Gemara and Shabbos briefly. And see another example of this in the Gemara by point seven. Rav Chista said, a student of a Torah academy who does not have much bread, which I'll keep going out a little bit, 
As Rav Chista said, this is what we want. He says, I neither ate a vegetable in my state of poverty, nor did I eat a vegetable in my state of wealth. In my poverty, I did not eat a vegetable because it whets the appetite. Just get hungrier. In my wealth, I did not eat vegetable because I said, where a vegetable enters, let meat and fish enter instead. So what does he do? Is he talking about what we, he about what we should eat? What's he talking about? So what we should learn. What we should learn. And don't eat vegetables. Vegetables is like the kind of learning that doesn't do it for you. You gotta eat the good the good stuff. And to know what the good stuff is, so let's go to Mishnah Torah and the Rambam. Higher, 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 yes. There we go. In the first, we, long ago, we learned Hilchus Yisodiyat Torah. And we learned the first four chapters, all kinds of stuff beyond talking about creation and this and that. So let's pick it up right here. The first four chapters of Yisodiyat Torah, there were five mitzvahs there. Pardes. The rabbis called this Pardes, the mystical Pardes. As it says, four went into the Pardes. Even though they were great rabbis like Rabbi Akiva and Ben Azai and, and Acher and others, right? They all couldn't necessarily understand things clearly. One should not go strolling in the Pardes. Till you fill your belly with meat and bread. Bread and meat is to know halacha. Even though it's relatively a small thing. What's a dover gadol? The questions of my They should be first. They settle a person's mind, and they're very good. Gives you all kinds of yishudas, etc. So, what do you see clearly in the Gemara and the Rambam everywhere? You're supposed to eat. Baal is going to be a repast. So when they tell all this idea, they're going to eat the, the livyosan and they're going to drink wine. All these things is just ty- types of intellect. The, the most difficult intellect that we couldn't learn now. We'll have it at that time. So clearly, so this is what eating means, to consume knowledge and to get yourself smarter and to be hungry for that knowledge. And later on, he's going to say, that's what goes on with a Navi. A Navi consumes a little knowledge, but then he's hungering for more knowledge, he wants to eat more, quote-unquote, of Hashem's knowledge. And when Hashem uses it, it means only to destroy and consume the enemy. Robert, what's your example of a vegetable word? Well, it, no, this could, it, it could be learning that isn't satisfying, so to speak. But sometimes we learn things that are not satisfying. The specifically I, I says, let's talk about secular, secular oh. philosophy. Oh, not even Torah. We're not talking about any type of Torah. Yeah, he's saying, thank you for pointing it out. I forgot to mention. Phil Nagol yeah. says, let's talk about like secular wisdom or philosophy or things like that. Which really, if you eat, it just makes you more hungry. You know, because you, you, you can want more secular philosophy, but it doesn't have any calories. 
doesn't give you nutrition. Doesn't give you nutrition. But like real Torah, that's like mamish meat and potatoes. That's like the restaurant in Yerushalayim. It's called Lechem <laughs> yeah. Question, comment. Yeah. When I think of the words consume and destroy, and the charge for echo and God, the first thing that comes to me is the snap. Fasnet and then ukal. So that's good. So what's the connection? How would you connect that to this? Well, it's a symbol of the Jewish people. Doesn't get consumed. That's just the simple meaning of consumption. It's not God. The snare, the snare, yeah. which is symbolic of the Jewish people, okay. will not, even though there's thorns and we're the lowest of the, the low, fire is on, and if it fires on, it does not consume us. And the non Jews will not be able to get Destroy. what they want out of us. That's a simple meaning. Okay. That's a wrap. Okay, tomorrow, tomorrow there'll be another safer to look at. Put vegetables in the rack.